Tonight we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us. Christmas is the season that we stop and reflect on the fact that God became human and dwelt among us. Emmanuel in Hebrew, the way that this word is broken down, L is God, M is uh, with, and then in the middle is man, also women and all people. God with us. God with us. I could just stop right there and ask us to spend time in open worship reflecting on God with us. What does that look like? What does that mean? How does that change the world? God isn't distant, isn't some crazy scientist creating us in test tubes, but becoming flesh and dwelling among us. Why? Why did God do that? I, there, there are way easier ways, simpler, simpler ways, neat and tidier ways. I believe one of the reasons God did it is to show us what it means to follow God how to follow God, how to listen to God, and most importantly, how to love. Our passage today comes from 1 John 4, 7 to 21, and I'm going to read it for us. So I invite you to close your eyes or have a posture that helps you to focus. Maybe that's following along uh, in, a, in a pew Bible. I'm going to read from the NRC. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because God first loved us. Those who say, I love God, and hate a brother or sister are liars. For who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from God is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. Whew. 
There's a lot there. I am struck by this passage beginning and ending with love. It's written to the beloved. Beloved means dearly loved or dear to the heart and reminds us to love one another. And the concluding verse reminds us of the same. Those who love God must also love their brothers and sisters also. This passage insists that the more fully and completely we know God, the more immense the more the immense reality of God's love dawns on us. The more we create space for love, the more we are open to God and others. When we open ourselves to the warmth and light of God's presence, we find that even our deepest, darkest secrets and the ugliest parts of ourselves are not beyond God's reach. There's nothing in us that is so broken or so awful that God is unwilling or unable to touch it. Praise God. God embraces us as we are, loves us as we are, and works in us to renew us, to repair us, to heal those parts that cry out for this all-encompassing love. This passage goes on to say, as we are upheld, surrounded, and folded by such love, who could be afraid? I don't know about you, but in my head I was like, I'm, I'm still afraid sometimes, so what is there to be afraid of? Friends, we love each other. We love others because, because God loves us. We cannot think that we love God and hate others around us. There are no boundaries to this kind of love. God loves all and is love to all, and we are called to do the same. God's love made visible and, presence, and present in Jesus is the source of, for the love that we share with others. Jesus ignored the limits that religious communities imposed. He ate and talked with people whom the religious leaders had rejected as heretics, as sinful, as filthy, as despicable. He touched people that were considered untouchable and welcomed people whom everyone else had kicked out. His harshest words were, not, were reserved not for the impure, but for the unlo unloving, self-righteous religious people who saw some of God's children as beneath their attention and unworthy of their love. If Jesus shows us what God's love is like, then there can be no doubt how far our love for others must extend to each and every single human being. If we love others, then on some level, we know God. This love frees us to be immeasurably more than we can on our own. Christ's love coming in flesh as a vulnerable human baby is one of the biggest ways God uses to teach us about love. To be open to love and to love others is to allow God to transform us and transform the world through love. Martin Luther King Jr. said, darkness can't drive out darkness. Only light can do that. 
Hate can't drive out hate. Only love can do that. North Valley giving me a sabbatical uh, is one of the biggest gifts of love that I can imagine. Today's my last day for seven months. Uh, I can't even begin to express or put into words how grateful I am. I don't have words to articulate my gratitude and the gift of love you are all giving me. I want to thank the entire church for this tremendous gift. When I received word that I didn't receive the Lily Grant, you all have made sure to give me a sabbatical no matter what, and I'm so incredibly grateful. And even have some travel funds. I'm humbled upon humbled. Is that even a saying? I don't even know. Okay. I said it, so. I also want to thank the elders and Noel Carey for supporting me in my desire for a sabbatical, for hearing me deeply and clearly when I said I needed some rest. I want to thank Nate and Gina and Lisa for their support of holding down the fort while I rest. I want to thank Cole and Saxon for stepping in to lead the pastoral team and our vision process while I'm on sabbatical. And I'm thankful to, for, to the Peace Trail Village Board and Michael Pender for caring for that project while I'm away and discerning the direction that God has for us. And lastly, I want to thank Nathan and Henry and Maggie for their patience and love, especially in these last few months. One of the many reasons I'm grateful for my upcoming sabbatical is to sit with God, to rest in God, and also to work out the ways I have not loved well. At times, I have felt anger, bitterness, and distrust. You know some of those reasons. I don't think these come from God, but they exist in me. And I don't think this is how God wants me or us to live. One of the verses I will hold before God while I'm on sabbatical is from Psalm 139, 23, and 24. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. It's my desire to release this anger, this pain, and to return to love, to allow God's light and love to drive out these seeds of anger and distrust in me. Mary had to make room in herself for Jesus. To prepare for Jesus, we all need to make room within our hearts. We yearn for God to be with us, and that takes preparation and intention In the hunger and the darkness, we grow our ability to receive Jesus. A few weeks ago in our elders meeting, Andy Byerly shared a moment with, that he had with God, and I asked him his permission to share it with you because I thought it was a great, um, I thought it was a, a good query for us all. He was wrestling with something and sensed God saying to him, Andy, all you need to figure out in this moment is what love looks like. 
And that has just stuck with me. If I or we can orient our lives to use this filter to consider what love looks like in this moment, I don't know that we can go wrong. I think then we're oriented to God. So that's our query for us this morning and maybe as you go from this place, what does love look like in this moment? Let's listen together to God. And if God has a message for all of us through you, please stand so a microphone can be brought.